88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan. You are tuned into another edition of the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., also known as RBJ. And right now, you'll see a track, Space Time Curvature, from Detroit based artist, producer, and DJ Blair French. This comes off his album, The Art of Us. And we're using this as an introduction, because later in the program, Blair will be live in studio for an exclusive interview and release of his latest project, Ancestarians. We'll begin the interview shortly, but right now, we're going to tease you with a small medley of some tracks he's produced and remixed. Peace, thank you, stay tuned, and let's groove.
88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan. You just heard a nice medley of tracks, courtesy of tonight's guest, Detroit-based DJ, producer, and artist, the one and only Blair French in studio. Blair French, how are you? And good, good to have you in here. Good to be here, man. Yeah, so um, latest record coming out, Ancestarian, Ancestarians, <laughs> correct. And now I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> Ancestarians. Ancestarians. Um, latest record, it's been out for, you know, a couple weeks now, right? Uh, uh, February 9th. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, before we just get started with the interview, just um, how's the reception been? I know it's been a while since you actually put out, like, original work. Um, this is your first since, I believe, 2020? Yeah, since the, since the original pieces. Um, it's been good. Been okay. getting a lot of cool feedback. Um, no expectations, but, yeah, you yeah. know, messages, the social world. It's been great. Okay, yeah. Obviously, obviously. So, this is, you know, latest record in... A career that's going um, over two decades, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not to aid you too much, but... Um, no, it's all right. So just, you know, with all that time spent making music, um, multiple genres, you know, multiple, you know, um, record labels, all that, you know, so just kind of get started. Like, what first got you interested in making music? Uh, <clears throat> just... I was when I was a really young, naive kid. Um, just the concept of being in one place and having your music, you know, back then on cassette tapes or mm -hmm. maybe it was compact disc, mm. <laughs> and having it be somewhere else in the world, but you're still in, you know, the place you're standing, and mm -hmm. just the thought of traveling like through a physical object yeah. with sound on it. That was the probably the first thing I remember, and then. Um, yeah, that then just led to eventually meeting somebody with a studio when I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. And that was my way out and in. Yeah, yeah. And just speaking of sense, like, how would you describe, like, like those early recordings as far as... Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing, nothing prolific about it. Uh, mm -hmm. It was bad. It was bad. But, you know, I was, like, shoveling snow for studio money and... Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I want to do is be around people and recording. Once I, I before I even had my, or you know, before I even had the skill lockdown or anything, I just wanted to. That's it. I was just hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, the, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. it's yeah. fine. That was, <laughs> you know, puberty vocals and <laughs> just bad. Yeah. Yeah, but it eventually did work out. Um, <laughs> as you are, <laughs> dilated one. Eventually, it got better. Yeah, dilated one. Um, long career, I like Detroit the hip hop scene. Yeah. Um, what did sort of having that early success kind of teach you about how you want to make music going forward? Uh, with well, once once I transitioned to the dilated one alias, that was like, all right, I found my voice. <clears throat> I understood what I wanted to do and how I, how I wanted to write or produce eventually. Um, so once I had that locked down and not trying to figure out what to sound like or imitating anybody else or any of that, once that was 
lockdown in my mind, I was able to transition that to different art forms. Mm. So whether it was performance art, graphic design, to ambient music, to well, any of that, I was able to carry that on and still have my style and sound mm -hmm. once that was found. Okay. Which was through hip hop. Yeah. And go ahead. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, and then there was, I uh, know there's a career, career arc you took where it was hip hop, ambient, and now you're in the more in the dance, uh, Balearic music scene. Mm -hmm. um, but what, why did you kind of find yourself transitioning from hip hop to ambient? Because I think that ambient kind of influences a lot of your current current work now. Um, the the hip hop stuff got to a point where I saw where it was gonna transform into, mm. or what it was transforming into. Yeah, <clears throat> and I was I didn't want to become this bitter guy, so I, I was like, you know what, I've been wanting to experiment with ambient tones and figure that out, and I wanted to, because when I was doing hip hop, that was it. Like it was mm. right in producing, that was all my energy. And once I stepped back from that, then I allowed myself to experiment with making ambient music and tones because I was sick of hearing drums and I was sick of hearing vocals. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to mess with frequencies yeah, and learn, which was a huge learning curve because then you're dealing with how sounds collide or work together or create new sounds by colliding or, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so when I did that, I literally like, all right, I'm I'm done doing hip hop. I think it was like three months later, I was scoring a movie. Yeah, like just randomly, I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> like it was just weird luck with the ambient stuff. It's crazy, but um, it was genuine, and and I loved it also because it was the first time I made music where everybody was just honest. Mm -hmm. You know, with hip hop, you always kind of feel like mm -hmm. people are just gonna say what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. But with ambient, for some reason, people are just like, "I don't get it, man. It's putting me to bed." You know, <laughs> was, and I loved it. I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, and I just enjoy. You know, I can listen to it in the middle of the night or driving, and I turn my windshield into a projector. You know, <laughs> just becomes my soundtrack. So many, so many late nights driving home to ambient, but um. And then once I, I was living out um, an hour west in, on like a farm, in a farmhouse, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, started getting into a lot of Brazilian music and African music, which then influenced me back into percussion, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that's how then that slowly morphed back into producing with drums again and... Um, Following the Balearic music and the weird left field disco stuff, then I was like, oh, I really love, <clears throat> especially Balearic because it can be ambient, it can be dance, mm -hmm. it can be, you know, it's just, I was like, dude, this is everything I love to do, mm -hmm. and I can do it under this umbrella and outside of it. So, yeah, that's how I got back into it. And then it's like 2015, 2016. Then it all started just go 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 and i like shot my first demos i've never shot a demo before all the stuff i've done i was like finally comfortable where i'm like ah you know whatever like yeah. yes you say yes or no or i put it out i don't care mm -hmm. so then that started happening and then meeting people overseas and that kind of just kept going absolutely absolutely and your latest record ancestrians <laughs> um first original work since 2020 correct Yes. Yeah. 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 Excluding uh -huh. remixes and edits and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 
was it a situation where you were always kind of planning to take some time off or it wasn't more organic i wish i was i wish it was yeah no uh no my life was just crazy yeah, yeah. and i had to step back and then um which is why I started putting out other people's records and messing around like that because I just didn't have the time or the I didn't know what I wanted to do next. And mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, then what was it? Uh, like early summer, late spring of twenty three mm-hmm. is when I started. Okay, and then I was done by August, and I was just like, once I made that first track and found my new workflow as a new as being a new father and trying to figure out how to save my energy for that stuff but um Mm -hmm. then yeah once i made that first track it was like okay cool that i can figure out when to work on stuff Mm -hmm. and all that because i'm not one like oh you got two hours to sit in the studio i'm like cool (laughs) here's a (laughs) hi-hat yeah i mean i was in the studio you know from pre-child from like uh it'd be like 11 to 4 a.m pretty yeah, much yeah. almost every day okay like you know taking breaks but it was yeah. just like that was it hungry 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 yeah so yeah it was kind of me getting my chops back with the Insistarian ep and then um and then also i've been wanting to do something for motor city wine so yeah. it worked out absolutely absolutely and you know i've been butchering it this entire show but Insistarian. you're not the it's fine <laughs> I, I knew as soon as i called the record that i was uh-huh. like oh this is gonna be it's a conversation piece right you're like what yeah well speaking of which um how'd that title come about um so i mean to me the record is kind of my fatherhood record in mm-hmm. a weird it was all somewhat subconscious mm-hmm. but then Sistarians is just um a reflection i'm growing my grandmother's spiritual talks growing up and um basically spiritual guides and um and trying to get back in touch with that and mm-hmm. realizing how disconnected i've been just on this roller coaster and then slowing down and then um the champagne kitty pool is mm-hmm. like kind of like the one of the happier fun songs i've done I think so. really yeah. yeah and that's just made me think of my son mm-hmm. and then uh, um sandbox fossils was something influenced by this other artist and i just wanted to uh do like my take on it okay which uh, you know, sandbox fossils just you know we all most of us played in sandbox as a kid mm-hmm. and dinosaurs and just hearing my son talk about dinosaurs and all that <laughs> and then make reminding myself like remembering digging in the sandbox and hitting plastic and being confused like where's the treasure mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like, like life <laughs> yeah right right like i thought this was gonna be okay <laughs> Um, and just kind of going back to the record, um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you were an excellent artist as well, and you did do the cover art for this record. Oh, thanks, man. Um, and I do love it, and I do want to talk about how you kind of came over because it feels relative to what you were talking about earlier as far as like spirituality or yeah. spirits. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so originally I was going to, I wanted to, originally I wanted to hire a friend of mine because mm-hmm. he has amazing paintings, his color tones, and his the simplicity and of it um and i had that in my head for a few years and i was mm-hmm. just wait i was like oh this could be the project for him but his schedule is so crazy and it worked out because two weeks or so after i asked him i started seeing it in my head and i was like oh i know what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the front um like first i just saw the the front the the covers of inside of a house mm-hmm. 
that was the first thing, and then the shapes and just the color palette, and then yeah. uh, the spirits were actually a, a fluke. Mm. where they just kind of came in and I was like ah actually I like that okay yeah. and I was like let me add a couple more and then the Easter eggs with my album covers hanging on the walls mm -hmm. which was fun to do and then um, the back just being like my old backyard place with the pergola and the kiddie pool for the kid and all that and then yeah. just switching it all around and then there's like an owl which was an incident where this owl swooped down at me because mm -hmm. it, it was a it thought I was getting too close to <laughs> yeah. her her child or something, mm -hmm. and I yeah I was in Ferndale so just to see like an owl on a uh, telephone line yeah, yeah. was crazy enough, and then to have it come down at you, I was like I got to throw the owl in. <laughs> so it's like, just a lot of personal little basic things involved in it, so it made it more close, and then towards the song titles, of course, as well with the sandbox on the label on the inside of the record there's a sandbox and trying to include all that no dinosaurs but no. everything <laughs> <laughs> not on this one <laughs> no 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 fossils no -uh. all right mr blair french um we're about to take a quick commercial break but before we do that we're going to talk about appropriately enough the spiritual mix of ancestarians a title track so while i get that queued up just kind of tell us about you know how that record came about um I think I, I got done with the the um, drum version, the physical mix is what I called it, and then I just the keys. I kept hearing the keys, and then I pulled out all my foot pedals and <clears throat> re-ran it all through, and then it's, it starts on a tempo and then slowly falls off, and then I just play live to the rest of it and added little bit of pieces and then just basically did live remixes of the stems I had already in the song. Perfect, perfect. All right, everyone. This is Ancestarians Spiritual Mix. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll get it. <laughs> Ancestarians. <laughs> Say, call it what you want. It's a made up. <laughs> Ancestarians Spiritual Mix. Enjoy. We'll be back very shortly.
88.3 WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. This is second half of my interview with Blair French. Before we return, though, we're going to hear the physical mix of the title track to his latest work, Ancestarians. Enjoy, and we'll see you very shortly. WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan This is the Friday Night Groove And we are returning To our interview With Detroit-based DJ, artist And producer Blair French Blair Please tell us about Last track Blair Blair French Flex bombs The last last track? Yeah pretty tight yeah let's <laughs> <laughs> get a little tune uh started that one i started that one on my laptop actually okay. while my kid was sleeping mm. like we talk about finding time to do stuff right mm-hmm. so i was demoing a lot of stuff on my laptop and then taking it to the main studio and then changing things around and figuring it out but uh yeah kind of just slowly was a happy accident and then the ideas kept coming and how where i wanted to go mm-hmm. so i had i had the i had the majority of it 
the raw demo of it set out. Actually, originally I wanted to scratch everything and like hire a band to mm. redo it, have like a, a complete live version, mm-hmm. and then have the raw sample version. But um, instead, I did an ambient remix. Okay, it's your, <laughs> own, your own project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Mr. Big Shot over here. But um, you know, why would you? Um, what kind of inspired you to have two different mixes on this project for the same track? I mean, it's pretty it's pretty common. Yeah. Um, but honestly, most of the time when people do it, I don't. I, I just want to hear the one idea usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Um, with the keys and everything, it was a good chance to do a kind of a sunset spiritual mix mm-hmm. to go with. And it's fun to have like the spiritual mix and the physical mix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to use those words. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love it. I love it. If I can sneak it in, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about earlier off radios, um, the attention to the ambient track has been great. Like, mm-hmm. I had no, you know, no expectations of that. That was more just for me. Mm-hmm. But um, it's cool. People have been using it for mixes and. Or telling me they're just listening to it at home and yeah. sending me messages. I'm like, oh, that's the one. Mm. And Sandbox Fossils is a big. I think that's. I get a lot of response in that one. Okay. That track. But it's been a mix of all of them. Okay. Okay. And um, this will be released on um, Motor City Wine. Um, you've released on labels such as you know Rocksteady Disco, Razor Tape, New Lord of Soul. So how did this label become like a good place for it? Oh, I've been friends with the owners for, oh my God, we were just talking about this. Yeah. It's, I think almost, I think 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they've been killing it and doing tons of releases. And I've just been too occupied with Rocksteady to do stuff. And then finally I was just like, oh, I got a, I got a record for you. And he's like, it's about time. Wait. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were waiting. I was like, all right, let's go. And then he was just, yes, green lit, was cool with everything I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it, and which is the best. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite, and he, it came out great. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it, except there's one typo on the re- on the record in the credits, but that's my bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> always so one little mistake, but mm-hmm. other than that, I'm pretty happy with it. And du- Dustin mastered it, and he did a great job, and everyone who played on it did a great job, and. Yeah, super happy with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, going to the track you mentioned, um, Sandbox, Sandbox Fossils. Mm-hmm. Um, this includes guitar from Ryan Gempert and bass is James Simonson. I know you've worked... The whole with, record. They're, oh, they're on every track. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow, I thought it was just one track. Okay, the whole track. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you worked with Ryan before, but um, how did James Simonson kind of come with this? So I did a remix for Soul Set, uh, John Beltran's um, project with John Arnold and Jeremy Ellis amongst many others and James is on it and I've heard his name forever in the scene but we just never cross paths and Mm -hmm. then um, so I did a remix and I really loved his bass line on it which he told me a story later that he recorded that in like a 30 degree room (laughs) with freezing (laughs) fingers and it's the warmest song it's like you went I was like when he told me that it made me very inspiration Mm -hmm. very inspired but um yeah, so he heard the remix, and then uh, we crossed paths, and he was like, man, I really love how you mixed that track. Mm-hmm. He's like, I like that you brought the bass forward, and all, you know, he was just, I was like, oh, sweet, man. And then we touched bass, and then 
when it came time to work on this, I already had him in mind because I want to work with new people. Mm. <clears throat> and I reached out to him, and then we just did it um, easy breezy. It was like we've known each other forever, and um, he's a sweetheart. And uh, we did exchange for, I did a remix for him, which turned into two more remixes on top of that, in exchange for originally just the one bass line on that track, and then he asked to redo all my other bass lines mm. to keep it cohesive <laughs> and that's how that came about so it was, it was fun it was great okay and then Gimpert, oh yeah, I've known him forever and I was like hey do you have time mm-hmm. I'm coming over <laughs> <laughs> it's a great relationship yeah 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 it's nice yeah and uh, I do want to talk about Champagne Kitty Pool um, so just for a title alone like how did that title kind of come about it was just uh, a real uh, a real life situation i was like oh, this is tight after after our son was born um you know can't really do much so we just got in a kiddie pool and drank champagne <laughs> <laughs> on a sunny day and it was brilliant and then um yeah so when that came out the song was just very happy like we were talking about earlier so mm-hmm. i was just like i was like oh yeah dude champagne kiddie pool yeah and it's been described as... I had to look this up, by the way, yeah, what, pretty, what you're yeah, about to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, I believe this... Was this Peter's Worker? I think so, yeah. yes. Sounds like Peter. Yeah, so Dembo... Cosmic Dembo Banger. Dembo, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah which is... Like a... a reggaeton's mm-hmm, yeah. cousin or something yeah. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it... Um, yeah, it's funny, because I think... I think it was Ryan when I was working on that track. He's like, oh, this reminds me of some, like, high-life music. Mm-hmm. So everyone said something different. But honestly, I just... I uh, That started with the sample, and I enjoyed the feel of the sample. And then it just morphed and kind of accidentally got happy... Not, well, it got happier and happier. Mm-hmm. To where, like, it was like... I had Some of it, I was like, I need to dial it back. <laughs> Sound, like, all frosted, no cake. So I was mm-hmm. make sure it's even. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, I, uh, I already forgot what we we're talking about. Um, the song, yeah, <laughs> Dembo. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that was. Oh, the Dembo. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even know. Oh. I don't, I don't even think about like, like that's the worst when people are like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Good stuff." <laughs> as long as, as long as it has soul and it's warm, I mm-hmm. love it. So yeah, I don't know. Perfect, perfect. Oh, that works for me. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Blair French, we're getting into close to the end here. Um, I have one more that's probably going to make you think, but um, before we get to that one, I would do want to give you some time just to get some plugs out there uh, as far as how people can find this record and how they can find your music. Um, I, the easiest would be blairfrench.bandcamp.com, mm-hmm. uh, Motor City Wine if you're in Detroit, and all the other record shops, Spotlight, etc., mm-hmm. Paramita, Threads, Peoples. Uh, overseas would be Juno and HHV uh, online and then whatever I don't know all the record shops over there yeah uh, Chicago would be Gramophone and all that yeah Chicago mm-hmm. New York there's like six plus shops in New York that you know there's a long list I don't yeah, know yeah. Human Head I think and uh, Range and um, oh my god I hope they don't yeah there's mm-hmm. a bunch of people yeah but yeah online probably the easiest right yeah i think so but it is fun to walk in a store and just see it um yeah shout out to more city wine peter crossy 
Ryan Gimpert, James Simonson, Dustin, for all the help with the record. Perfect, perfect. And last question for tonight before we get into the last track we're going to queue up. Um, you know, after this being your first original work since 2020, um, you got more releases planned after this one. How do you think you're going to remember this record? Oh, I probably won't. <laughs> uh, uh, this is just me getting my, you know, getting my chops back, and also just uh, it just came out as a curveball personal record. Um, um, then the next one will be on All Good Music, John Beltran's label, mm-hmm. um, which is I just finished. And I just finished the artwork and the music. And then another remix one for James Simonson on Motor City Wine. Mm-hmm. And then the 10 year compilations uh, for Rocksteady Disco, Happy 10 Years. Um, those, I think he's doing one or two sets this year. Okay. So, more than I thought I would be doing this year. Okay. I only had two records in mind and it kept going. So, which is great, but. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably remember this after I get sick of the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I just started listening to this one now mm-hmm. because I finished a new one and I'm sick of hearing that one. Mm-hmm. So I went back to remind myself to celebrate the release of this one, <laughs> which is, so yeah, I like to just do one release at a time, but it, honestly, it always does. It never works out that way. Yeah. Well, always. Go ahead. Oh, no, go. <laughs> Music, 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 baby. music. Oh, music, baby. Well, Blair, you know, we appreciate you. We love this record. And oh, just from me man. to greater Troy area and greater world, like, thank you for this record. And you know, we wish you, all, wish you all the best going forward. Oh, it's very kind. Thanks for reaching out, man. Appreciate oh, it. Absolutely. I'm absolutely. glad I came. <laughs> me too. Originally, I was like, interviews. No. <laughs> going to bed. <laughs> oh, man. But this has been good. It's been easy. Yeah. All right. I liked it. I liked it. All right, Blair French, we're going to end this program on Sandbox Fossil, so 30 seconds, cue it up, and let's get out of here. Caca! <laughs> Flap your wings, boy. All right. All right. Sandbox Fossils, everyone. Peace. Thank you to Blair French, and I'll see you next Friday. <laughs>